I believe that we're living inside of a, of a time, inside of a mentality that is forcing us to grieve what we've lost every day because we're believing that it's going to come back at some point. Right. Like we believe inside of our hearts deep, deep down that like someday things are like masks are not going to be a part of our future and like mm -hmm. vaccine mandates and like travel documents yes. and like all of the things that surround a virus are, are not, no longer going to be realities. And I just want to say it for all of us, and maybe this will be the one thing that everybody needs to hear, but we're not going back to normal. Well, happy Thursday, community and purposers. I feel like I wish we had a name for everybody listening, but... Uh, you know, I don't we're just feel like purposers is going to be a part of you the You don't name. think that's it? No. It could be it. I don't think it is either. But no, thank you, uh, Podcast World, for being here for another episode. We are glad you guys are here today. And uh, just looking forward to being able to share another episode with you all today. And I uh, hope that wherever you're at, you're doing well. Thanks for uh, sharing. We are honored that you are um, consuming this content and uh, being a part of our community um, each and every week that we put out an episode. And so we put out an episode every other Thursday. And so I would encourage you to subscribe so you don't miss any of them. And then also, I uh, would just love it if you would share with your friends on social, social media. You can tag us, and uh, we'd love to, to see what uh, what's speaking to you. But uh, honestly, just excited to be able to come back with another episode with you uh, today. And so Callie and I are here once again, and uh, we want to talk just a little bit about kind of where the world is. We are we're living in kind of, I don't know, I feel like we can't really say for like the second year in a row that we're in unprecedented times, <laughs> you know? It's like a hot button word, you know? Yeah, it's like I, I, I remember seeing on social media where it just said like, what happened to precedented times? Yeah, I'm ready for precedented times. I'm just interested in yeah. precedented times. Yeah. When you look back at like, uh, I don't know, what are we, two, coming up on two years in March? That seems crazy. Like it'll be two years in March that we've been mm -hmm. dealing with these so-called unprecedented times. What's like the one thing that you miss the most? Like when you look back at like whatever the normal was in February mm -hmm. of 2019 mm -hmm. or 2020, like what, uh, what do you miss the most about whatever normal looked like that at that point? I think for me, it, the thing that feels the most jarring is how it is how the pandemic has affected our kids and like yeah. schooling and um, just you know going to distance learning and wearing masks and just never quite knowing what the next thing will be. Um, so for me, I feel like that is what I miss the most. I miss just being able to like almost like carefree, just let them be kids, sort yeah. of. Yeah, it's almost like the unprecedentedness of it is that things that were consistent and hmm. that people could depend on have now become undependable and a moving target all over the place. I think that's a perfect yeah. example of, of kind of where things are at. And I think for, for us, like today, what we want to talk about is that um, I think that everyone sort of in the back of their mind, including me, including us, hmm. is like sort of sitting in this limbo and sitting in this place where we're like believing somewhere in the back of our mind, maybe in the deepest, darkest place of our mind, we believe that things are going back to normal. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think that's true. You think, okay, life is going to go back to right, you know, February of 2020. We'll be able to live life exactly the same. 
yeah, we're waiting for it. Like, and I think that there is like, there's something to be said for, we are almost, I believe that we're living inside of of a time, inside of a mentality that is forcing us to grieve what we've lost every day because we're believing that it's going to come back at some point. Right. Like we believe inside of our hearts deep, deep down that like someday things are like masks are not going to be a part of our future and like mm-hmm. vaccine mandates and like travel documents yes. and like all of the things that surround a virus right. are, are not, no longer going to be realities. And I just want to say it for all of us. And maybe this will be the one thing that everybody needs to hear, but we're not going back to normal. Right. It's, yeah. it's not, it's not going back to pre no pre COVID. There is no such thing. We are, we are post COVID for the rest of time. Mm. Like pre COVID is gone and dead. Yeah. And I think that the big thing for us, like, and I'm not saying that we have this figured out and we are not like living in this world. It's just like, yeah, like we just take every day as it comes and like, blah, blah, no, <laughs> but like, Honestly, it's so helpful and healthy to honestly just say out loud that pre-COVID is never coming back. Yeah. Like pre-pandemic, like precedented times, they start every single day. Yeah. Like precedented times restart each morning. Yeah. And that is not just a new, that's not a new, new concept. I think one of the major ways to move forward and to realize that this is the new normal of our life is being able to sit with the fact that that is true, like being able to grieve the fact that life is never going to go back to the way that it was. The whole idea behind like grieving the loss of what we're missing is difficult to try and create. Like, how do you actually grieve the loss of something that is intangible? You know, like there's, Mm -hmm. there's a part, like if you, if you lose a loved one, like there is a process, like it's a physical, there's a physical hole. Right. Like that person is no longer present in your life. Mm-hmm. You go to a funeral, you write down all the things that you love and miss about them. You kind of re like reimagine and like reexamine their entire life. You have a shared experience with other people. Yep. You come and you celebrate yep. what was and you grieve what will no longer be. And then the new normal is forced upon you because there is an actually physical hole. But when you're talking about uh, a political shift, when you're talking about a everything shift, I mean, honestly, like there's no like one thing that is happening. Like we're talking about yeah. like social, political, emotional, mm-hmm. spiritual, like all of these things have shifted. Mm-hmm. And so to sit here and to try and figure out how do you how do you grieve that? I think that you just have to honestly say that it's gone. Yeah, just like almost come to terms with that reality instead of like always hoping, you know, when will it be over? Right. Believing and hoping that it's going to be over. Like, because if you think about it, like maybe the more healthy way to do it is to actually like believe that things have ended. Hmm. You know, like when you look at like different versions and different like like movements of what's happened, like each time something changes, like the old thing has gone. Right. And so like there's just been different different seasons for for our world, you know, like looking at kind of what just politically things have happened and like socially what's required and like masks and no masks and all of those kinds of things have have changed. And yet we we've just like to put everything in the same box of like pandemic time. 
right. like a COVID timeline. And yeah. so COVID hasn't ended. And so it's all still amidst all of that, Yeah, you know? And so to grieve it, I think honestly, is just, uh, is just saying that, that an understanding that this is not a new thing in our world, that we, the new normal starts every day. Yeah. Like you, like we have been changing since like if you look at like cave people and you walk through the generations like every year, every generation and literally every day starts a new normal yeah. of what the world looks like. Yeah. Like yesterday is gone. The normal of yesterday is gone each mm-hmm. and every morning and the normal and the reality of today starts each and every morning. Yeah. And and we have gotten into this place specifically I think in the western world where we, we've just gotten so habitual about our rhythm <laughs> and about what is expected yeah, that it has been a, a totally, like, mind-blowing experience. And almost like what we deserve, you know? Like, we hmm. deserve to have the freedom to do what we want. And, yeah. like, some of that, I feel like, has been stripped of, you know, like, we don't have the same freedoms maybe that we used to or however you want to look at that Hmm. but I think it's a lot of like almost entitlement you know yeah well for sure for me like I naturally I naturally move this like conversation of entitlement to like our kids like this next generation is like super entitled and like the funny thing is is like it's easy to tell them that but they learned it from somewhere yeah and like when you say it like that like to understand that we've at times in in America mm-hmm. believe that we are entitled to freedoms that's yeah. a real thing like yeah. that's i mean that's a, another episode for another day but like like that is the norm like mm-hmm. we we had gotten so used to like all things were yeah were allowed yeah and you made the decisions for your own life you know yep. not a lot of decisions were like made that you couldn't control right you know and that's just not the way life is right now. Yeah. And it's hard. I yeah. mean, it change. I mean, it's wh- wherever you land on it, whether you think that what what's happening as far as like the government mandating things or the government not mandating things, wherever you land politically doesn't matter. Right. Like the, the thing that we have to grapple with is that it's the reality of our world right now. Yeah. And so like you look across all generations, there have been things that all societies have had to grapple with. Mm -hmm. There have been power struggles. There have been political issues. There has been division. Mm -hmm. There has been all of these things since the very beginning of time. Right. And there has never, ever been a time. This is the one that we're walking through. Right. And so to feel like we are entitled to something larger than any other generation has been, honestly, it's just, is it a great word? What you said is entitled. Mm -hmm. Like it's entitled and it's sort of ignorant. Like it's sort of like this place where it's like I'm entitled yeah. to this and like right. now it's gone and like woe is me. Mm-hmm. It just kind of has this this space where it's just like I want and the response is I want it to go back there. Yeah. And I think it's left so many people living on, you know, like the razor's edge, like health wise, mental health wise. Um, just not being able to have that control has left people feeling like, am I going to be able to keep going? Yeah. And just exhausted and, you know, on the edge of um, just being totally burnt out. Yeah. I, uh, I have a friend who lives in the Czech Republic and have talked to him. I mean, we don't talk really, really often, but I have stayed in touch with him um, since I, I lived in Mount Rainier National Park for a summer in college. And he was my roommate and um, have just stayed in touch with him and a couple of, of people that I met out there. And 
they they're not surprised by what's happening here. Like it's a it's a it's a part of their hmm. daily reality, and it has been since they were children. Hmm. And so, like he has just experienced like the government mandate something, and you just do it. Hmm. Like it's a part of their world, or like they are not they're not. It's not new for them to have supply chain issues. Hmm. <laughs> like you, you don't yeah. just you don't get to go to the store right. and just say like I want two percent milk. Mm-hmm. Like you go to the store and you buy milk. Yeah, like what whatever what was there. Get. Yeah, like and and I'm not saying that that's like the goal, but I do think it's a it's an understanding that there are people in our world that understand that they are not in control of their own world and that change is a part of their reality. Hmm. And we have not had to deal with that for so long that our life has really been extremely adversely affected by the, the need that we have. Like your example is the same, like the biggest part of the pandemic struggle for us is the fact that our kids are going to school and there are daily and weekly changes Hmm. to how they go to school and what they can do in school and what they can wear at school and all of those kinds of things. Like that's our, that's our biggest issue. Yeah. And like to think through that there are, there are so many people in the world that understand that control is a, is a mist. It's a vapor. Yeah. It's a fallacy of their world that they are not in control. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's, it's, it's a hard part of this. And to know that, that, that has pushed people to the razor's edge, because when you're so used to being in control right. and being able to predict how things work, mm-hmm. I mean, for us, it's like it's affected friendship and community. Mm. So, like, what does it look like to have friendship when you can't just go out all the time and go wherever you want? You have to, like, think ahead and plan ahead. Like, it's kind of deleted a little bit of spontaneity. Yeah. And, and that's that's affecting all different areas of our lives. Yeah, it definitely, when you were talking about that, I definitely thought of the fact that we're just not like, like flowy people, Americans. We're not just Hmm. like, you know, it's fine. You know, I was grocery shopping the other day and had bagels on our breakfast list. So was looking for cream cheese and cream cheese apparently is being affected by the supply chain issue because of the packaging or something. (laughs) And People and like there's, you know, only take one or but most shelves were bare no matter what store I went to and was just like, well, I guess that's the way it goes. You know, I guess I bought or I had already bought the bagels, but like whatever, it'll be fine. But there were people, you know, were, that were walking by who were just, you know, like this is ridiculous, like so mad that they couldn't get cream cheese, you know. And so, like, just now multiply that by 100, and, like, that's, like, really where people sit, you know? It's not about the cream cheese. It's just about the fact that they have no control over their life. Yeah, we're just not used to inconvenience. Also that, yeah. Like, we are used to being able to go to Like, I want pretzels. I'm going to go buy pretzels. Yep, at the store that I want, the brand that I want. Right. Like, and like, (laughs) it's so true. Preference. Oh gosh. Isn't it crazy? But isn't it crazy? Like when you actually speak it out loud and you actually say like, this has so little to do with a virus and so much more to do with our desire for control. Mm -hmm. Like, oof. Yeah. (laughs) Like, like that is a hard thing to, to wrap our minds around. And I think that when, when we sit, when I have coffee with people and we sit down, when we have dinner, the conversation constantly comes back to it, that we are 
that we want to go back to where we were because we felt like we had more control than we mm-hmm. do now. And yet the crazy thing is, is that it was just, it was just the consistency was there. Yeah. And like we had just, it was just a slow, it's a slower evolution yeah. of the change. Yeah. As opposed to was, having it happen yeah. on a so single dramatic. day. Like the yeah. news just announced March of 2020, like boom, change has happened. Right. Because, I mean, you go back one generation, you talk about technology, you talk about cell phones. Like, like my, my parents are a perfect example. Like they, they were raised in a generation without cell phones, but now they're like fully on board with it. Like, like they understand technology, they're able to use it. Like they know how to call and text and email on their phones. And like, it was just a slow evolution. And like, we're living in just like the evolution of what is normal is just rapidly firing it was forced at us. upon us yep. mm-hmm. and, and it's happening at, at a higher at a higher rate mm-hmm. so I, I think you going back to what you said just like the razor's edge is is a real is a real thing yeah is that people are including us are worried that when is the just when is the hammer going to drop mm-hmm. like when is when is the next thing going to come down that's going to be like too much yeah. when's it going to be too far when is the like where is the fracture point of x y and z thing that we like love in our life yeah and it, it's not it's it's honestly like to just call it out like it's daily trauma yeah like it's it's changing the way that our, our minds operate it's changing the way that we experience the world and it's it's a traumatic daily experience to live in the in the unknown mm-hmm. i even find myself just getting more exhausted at a quicker rate these days. Like things feel more overwhelming to me faster than they used to. And so I think that's where it comes into play. Like, so if life is never going to go back to the way it was, what, like, what do we do to keep ourselves in a healthy mental space, healthy emotional space to be able to deal with the, the constant changes that are coming? And I think for me, one of the major things is like turning off my phone, turning off my computer, getting away from the many voices that are trying to influence the way that I experience the world around me. You know, Um, if I'm not on Facebook, I don't see the constant comments of, you know, how everyone feels about X, Y, and Z. And sometimes um, that's what you need to be able to be in a better mental space. Um, I don't know what, what's something that you would do if you, you know, if you're in that space where you're feeling exhausted, tired on the razor's edge. Yeah. I think the, I just think that the, the floor has raised on the level of like just general overwhelm across the board. And so I think like, like what you can handle and and it like just where it's starting. Like if you say like completely overwhelmed is a hundred and like before the old normal, you, you kind of started your day at a 10 or a 20. Like I think that today trying to navigate the, this new normal and how rapidly it, the normal is each day different. Each week is different. Each month is different. Like I think that it just takes that overwhelm and it starts it at a 40. Hmm. And so I think like when you say like I'm more easily exhausted, it's because you're we're waking up to yeah. a higher level of overwhelmed before the day even comes. Yeah. Like to, before anything even happens for the day. Right. Like we are just dealing with a, a level of of overwhelm and anxiety that mm-hmm. we have never dealt and with before. Stress. Yep. I I feel like I 
I can't remember how long it's been, but I feel like I'm constantly feeling like there's somewhere else that I need to be. Like I need to hurry. I need to get to where I'm supposed to be going faster. So something that I've been consciously trying to do is like, um, when I'm driving my kids to school, like on my way home, knowing that I have a half an hour in the car, I have to get home. I have to get, you know, to work, whatever, all these things. I like, I can feel myself feeling that, but just telling myself, like, I'm supposed to be here right now. Like I'm where I'm supposed to be right now. And everything else can just wait Hmm. because that stressful feeling isn't helping anyone. It doesn't help me in the long run. It doesn't help anyone else in the long run. Um, But I think that just those like small things that make, you know, like practical changes to the fact that, yeah, like our, our level of overwhelm, you know, starts at a 50%, like that doesn't leave much room before you're, you know, boiling over. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a great point to think through, like, what are the intentional things that you can do to, to almost like just handle what's in the moment. Because also the amount of information and the amount of what ifs has also exponentially multiplied. Mm-hmm. So like the the what ifs, like you driving in your car, you are in your car for a half hour, no matter what. Right. Like you cannot you cannot get home faster, you can't get to your next appointment any faster. Like the distance between school and your next thing is the same and the time is the same. Yeah. And so to intentionally choose that time as time to say, this is where I am right now. And I'm, I'm stuck in this place and this is where I'm going to be. And so like, how can I, how can I not like allow this to be another space of anxiety, another space that pushes my overwhelm to a higher level, um, is a, is a great thing. I, I, I just go back to like saying like, how do you, how do you move forward? Like, I think the first thing is, is what we mentioned, like you have to like have the funeral of the old norm. Hmm. Like you, we have to just say like, yep old normal is gone and like here's its eulogy and this is what I loved about it and this is what I miss about it and this is what's not gonna be real anymore and like and just say that out loud like as weird as it may be I mean we've done episodes on like daily declarations like I think honestly like say it out loud like 2019 normal is never coming back and like we are in a, in a new place. And so like that, that process of grieving and just like allow yourself to be okay with that. Mm. And just to say like, also like the brokenness and the new normal, mm. it feels overwhelming, but it's always felt that way. Mm. I, mean, I mean, like just grieve yeah. what has come and gone. Right. And, and that's kind of a starting place. I think that, I mean, in the, in the 12 step program, it, it talks about like admitting you have a problem is step number one. Yeah. And like to just admit to yourself that normal is like the normal of today is the normal of today Mm -hmm. and the normal of tomorrow will take care of itself. And the normal of yesterday is dead and gone. Mm -hmm. And just to to be reminded of that, there's a there's a book by uh, Mark Batterson that talks about winning the day and that don't allow a bunch of dead yesterdays to ruin the mystery and the unending possibilities of tomorrow's. And I think that that's where we sit. And so like to grieve that moment and to say that the old is gone and the new is coming and just to live in that place is probably place number one. And I think that also and then step two would be as we live on the razor's edge of change and everything like morphing and evolving each and every day for what is normal, whatever that actually means. I, I think to move off of the razor's edge, I think that there has to be a place to take space. Yeah. We, ha- we have to create a place for space mm-hmm. and that space is to delete input to get rid of all of the voices that are trying to influence us 
Um, don't be ignorant. Don't live in a bubble. Don't live in an echo chamber. Don't yeah. only don't only listen to one person's voice or one political stance's voice. Like yeah. like make a decision for yourself and like be informed. But you don't need to be informed every minute of every day. No, and you don't need random Debbie's opinion from a Facebook you know group that you're a part of. Her, you don't need her opinion. Right. You know. Yep. You can form your own opinion. Um, and just and just being. Being allowing yourself the space to get away. What does what does space look like for you? I think that you were kind of getting to that place, and we we kind of chased a rabbit a little bit. But like, you kind of find space in your car, and like, what are the other characteristics? If you're going to turn off the noise, um, in the nonprofit that we run, we talk about taking the airplane mode challenge, yeah. and like just flipping the airplane mode on on your phone, which turns off all notifications, and just being able to kind of create that bubble for just even a short period of time. Mm-hmm. But like, what other things do you feel like are important if people are going to create space to shut off the noise and to lower their overwhelm, to lower their anxiety, Mm -hmm. what does space look like for you? Spending time outside. I feel like that's always a very like grounding experience. Um, It always like comes back with a greater reward. I always feel more energized, more um, excited about life. Even when it's cold, I feel like that. Um, I think for me, making sure that I'm honestly like eating three meals a day and like taking care of myself and then also taking the space to, um, have my quiet time, have, um, like reading my Bible and journaling and really being able to feel like that's a good outlet for me to talk about the way that I'm feeling. And sometimes that's hard for me to be able to, um, express the way that I'm feeling. And so that always feels like a good outlet for me and gives clarity to like maybe the conversations I need to have or the, um, you know, the conversations we need to have, maybe like where I feel stressed or anxious or whatever. Um, But then also just knowing that when I'm at that point, like where I am overwhelmed or um, that I need to say no to extra things. Mm you know, even if they're good things, like if it's a dinner with a friend or, you know, going out to coffee, I need to say no, because for me being at home more feels more recharging. Like, and because I have the freedom to be home and work from home, that means that I need to say no to, you know, be working at church or, you know, doing like, I just need to be able to be home and work because that feels, um, more centering for me. Yeah. And just figuring out what those spaces are. Mm-hmm. is is great Out, outdoors has been good for me as well um being able to take take just space away and i think also like the more extended the space the more recharging the moments hmm. and like right now i think that we're living in a place where we need to take the micro moments the micro space yeah. like it might just honestly be like 15 minutes between meetings or it might be yeah. your commute to work or it might be the whatever the coffee before you turn on your first of 30 zoom calls of the day mm-hmm. but like to create those micro moments of space but also believing that there is an opportunity to be able to create extended space mm-hmm. for those kinds of things and figuring out a way to be able to go and and to weekly take a i mean in the church world it's sabbath yeah i mean in the church world it's taking taking a day of rest and just understanding that you uh, you are who you are whether you produce or not and that your identity is way more important than than anything that you can produce mm-hmm. um is really really an important piece and so i love the i love the idea of space then saying no to extra things is 
huge. That is not that is not even just like a healthy thing for like this current landscape that we're in. Yeah. Like it's a hard thing. It's boundaries. It's like the ability to say like, it's okay. Uh, I was just talking yesterday with somebody and just said like, it's okay to have an appointment with just you. Like to go and to say like, I have an appointment to everybody else and nobody else has to know that that appointment is with yourself. <laughs> like you're going to go for a walk. Mm-hmm. Like you're going to turn off your phone and you're just going to journal or you're just going to listen to some music. You're just going to, you know, have some time with the Lord, like whatever that looks like for you, that that's as important as a meeting. That's mm-hmm. as important as creating something or planning something or mm-hmm. strategizing something. Yeah. And I'd actually argue that it's more important mm-hmm. than because it's what makes it possible for us to have those other things. And so yeah. I think like to break it down, if we're going to break it down to three, three steps, I think it would be like. Like own the reality, like yeah. grieve the loss of what was, mm-hmm. will allow us to look forward, to create space, to find like centering things, to find things that keep us on track and to do the things, whether that's going out to eat with a friend, it's having a quiet time, mm-hmm. journaling, turning off the noise, whatever that looks like for yeah. you. And like what those rhythms are for your family too, yep. you know, like for me. It's when we have extra things going on in the evenings, like that feels when I'm overwhelmed, that feels like too much, you know? So like figuring out like, what does that look like for your family, like for you in your day-to-day life too? Yep. So finding space for things that, um, that you want to have space for. Mm -hmm. And the last thing would be being able to say no to extra things. And so, um, I, I just think that that's, those are three things that we're trying to do right now. Yeah. And some days are, it's working some weeks it's working and other weeks it's not. I mean, this last week we were gone four nights of the week mm-hmm. and we got to Saturday and it we felt overwhelmed and it was a long and stressful week. Mm-hmm. And so we are by no means the experts and we are not like crushing it and winning in all these areas. But as we talked through, like, what do we, what do we feel like people are feeling and experiencing the mm-hmm. one thing that I think people are feeling over over all other things is people are just feeling like this sense of overwhelm and, and honestly like this pipe dream that things are yeah. going to go back to the way that they once were. And so um, we hope that that's helpful for you. Um, and we, we've said it many times before, but um, if there's anything that we can do to help um to partner with you to answer any questions also we'd just love for you to you can follow us on social media and uh, shoot us a direct message we'd love to connect with you or you can always email us at podcast at apexgathering.com and um, if you have further questions on what we're doing what it looks like uh, also if there's things that you'd like us to talk about um, not sure that we have anything specifically in that area that you'd know about but like we we just want to know uh kind of where you're at things are helpful if there's more that you'd like to hear about we'd love to hear it so um but we're uh, we're grateful that you're a part of uh, this community and hope again that this is valuable we're honored that you listen and uh, hope that you would uh, be willing to subscribe and share this with people that you know and uh, hope that this is a, this is a valuable week but uh, just know that again we believe that community and purpose is always worth it it's worth fighting for it's a struggle at times but um it is always it always returns um with dividends and so uh, push for community and push for purpose and uh, find some space to be able to cut out the noise in this next week so look forward to seeing you guys on the next episode and uh, have a great week see you next time Oh,